Everything at Living Waters Chapel is lit. Amen? Because we follow the Holy Spirit's leading. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, open them up to John chapter 15. Let's start off there. I have a word that was downloaded from the Holy Spirit this week, specifically for everybody that was here. Visitors, we want to welcome you to Living Waters Chapel. You're a visitor one time after that. Sorry, but you're part of the family. Amen? And if you're born again, even better, you're part of the family, even in this service. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. John chapter 15, 9 through 11. And I have uh, something to announce at the end of service as well. That's pretty earth-shaking and breaking for for the ministry. So, uh, John, whoa, is that me? Okay, John 15, 9 through 11. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Now, today I want to talk about a secret weapon. A secret weapon that we as Christians, that we have the benefit of that weapon to use. All right? Now, I guarantee you that most people, most people probably have never thought about this one thing as a weapon in the body of Christ. But after today, I think you'll see why I'm calling it a weapon. The enemy tries to do everything to keep this one thing out of your life and my life as a believer. All right? But really, listen, the enemy is powerless. How many of you know that? The devil cannot make you do anything. The best that you can do is surrender to the enemy, right? As long as you don't surrender, we win. Are you following me? The devil can't make you do anything. But listen to this. So this one weapon, you literally have to forfeit it. All right. This is like, this is like our Christian second amendment. It shall not be infringed. Come on. Do I have any second amendment people in here today? Come on. Amen. I know I do. I know I do. Amen. But listen to this today. I want to talk about the secret weapon of joy in the life of a Christian. In John 15, 11, which we just read, Jesus made it very clear that it's his will for not only just for us to have joy, but that it would be full, that it would remain. It would be a constant thing in the life of a Christian, that it would not come and go. Say, come and go. Say, no, no. It's got to stay. It's got to remain. Amen. If this weapon's going to be effective, it has to remain through whatever you are going through in your life. Many Christians think that our Heavenly Father is against us being joyful and being full of laughter. And friends, I'm telling you right now, that is simply not true. That is dead religion that wants to keep us as Christians depressed, oppressed, and in bondage. Because Nehemiah 8.10, here it is, this is the weapon right here. Nehemiah 8.10 reveals that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It is our very strength. How many of you know we are in a battle on this earth? Ephesians 6.12, right? We are, there is a wrestling match. There is a battle, right? And in wrestling, if any of you ever wrestled before, I know I got some wrestlers back there, right? You need strength to win that match. 
The moment you lack strength in that, you're gone. You're done. It's over. Game over. Are you following me? The joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, you could say it this way. If the joy of the Lord is our strength, in other other words, without joy in our life, we are weak and we are powerless as Christians. Just another reason why the enemy wants to keep Christians in bondage without joy. The enemy is always out to try to get Christians to forfeit that joy in your life. Our spiritual strength is in direct proportion to the joy that we allow to be manifested in and through us. Go to Isaiah chapter 12. Let me show you something back here. Isaiah chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. We're ready to dive in. I hope you brought your bathing, spiritual bathing suits this morning, right? All right. Ready to jump in the living water? All right, great. Isaiah 12, 1 through 3. And in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. I love this one. Here it is. Therefore, with joy, say with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I want you to notice something here. I don't know about you. Maybe I need to put glasses on here. But I see an S after well. Wells of salvation. There's more than one well when it comes to salvation. It's not just this, whoa, great, I'm going to live up in heaven for eternity. Praise God, that's awesome and all. But there are wells of salvation. There are many benefits to salvation. And this literally says that we draw out of those wells with joy. Can you see why the enemy fights joy so hard in the Christian? With joy, you will draw waters out of the well of salvation. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Because of this. Because joy is a fruit of faith. Joy is a fruit of trusting your heavenly Father and trusting His Word. Amen? And faith causes the promises of God to be manifested from the spiritual into the natural realm into our life. Faith, the Word of God says, faith pleases God. So here's what's happening. So you sense, when you are really in fellowship with God, right? You're walking in His ways. You sense His pleasure over your life. You haven't even know what I'm talking about. When you're right with God, you know it. And when you're not right with God, you also know it. Are you following me, somebody? If you truly believe, believe in the promises of God and His Word, you will be full of joy. You will rejoice in them. So the Bible says that it's with joy that you will draw out of the wells of salvation. Why? Because faith and joy are twins. If there's joy in your heart, show me a joyful Christian and I will show you a Christian that has faith in the promises of God. Come on. If you're not experiencing the benefits in the word, check your joy level. Come on, that is, that is the, the barrel that you are putting down into the wells of salvation to draw those benefits up in your life. Amen? 
Check your joy level in your relationship with the, with the Lord. Joy draws out the benefits. Man, this is a secret weapon. I'm telling you right now. Here, let me ask you this. What has stolen your joy away from the Lord? Now, when I ask that question immediately, something might pop into your mind immediately. You, you know right away what stole your joy. Others, maybe it's not so obvious. Maybe it's something you need to go to God to prayer. And God, what stole my joy? What happened? The Word of God says to delight yourself in the Lord. Now, here we go. Let's talk about this. Now, I'm not talking about happiness. Joy is not happiness. Happiness is conditional upon circumstances. I'm happy because I got a new job, right? I'm happy because I got a race. I'm happy because I got a new truck. I'm happy because I got a new car. Are you following me? Happiness is based on circumstances in the natural realm. If something goes wrong in the natural realm, man, you just forfeit your joy just like that. Or you're happy, that's happiness. Well, and you're forfeit your joy. Amen? Happiness, listen, happiness is rooted in things in your life. Say things. And things in your life come and they go. Happiness comes, happiness goes. Joy, Jesus said, should remain. Oh my, come on. The unsaved world experiences happiness outside of these four walls. The world experiences happiness, but they will never experience true joy apart from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you following me? Joy is a spiritual thing. Joy is a spiritual blessing. Joy is rooted, you could say, in the spirit realm. See, here's what I want to tell you, that we are a spirit being. Oh, I know we like to make ourselves look all good and pretty in the natural, this flesh, right? But that's not the real you. The flesh is not the real you. You know that? You are a spirit being. You possess a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in an earth suit, a physical body. The real you is a spirit being. You say, I am spiritual. All right? Joy is a manifestation of our born-again spirit, the real us. When you come to Christ. But I want to point out that Romans chapter 12, 1 through 2, it talks about renewing our minds with the Word of God. Let's go there real quick. Let me just show you this. We got new people here. I love this passage. I bring it up all the time. But we cannot hear it enough. Amen? We just can't. So Romans chapter 12, 1 through 2, let's take a look at. And I want to make some important points about the importance of renewing your mind and holding on to joy in your life. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable. It's just reasonable. You're not going up and beyond. It's reasonable because of what Jesus did. It's your reasonable service. Amen? And do not be conformed or pressed into the mold of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, here's what's happening here. The renewing of the mind process means that you are changing your thoughts. You're making them line up with the word of God, which allows. Here's what's going on when you're really renewing your mind. You ready for this? 
It allows the connection to be made between your born-again spirit, the real you, and your soul, mind, will, and emotions. It connects them together. Say, connect them together. That's what's going on. The connecting of our spirit, man, with our soul will impact even your physical body. Did you know that? It directly impacts our physical health and our prosperity or godly prosperity. Look at 3 John chapter 2. Look at this. 3 John chapter 2. Powerful verse. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. See, healing is a provision. God made a provision if we need healing. You do know the perfect will of God is that we be in health. Amen? I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So our soul, our mind, will, and emotions can only prosper when we fill it with the Word of God. Amen? Which is the connecting, again, it's the connecting and aligning of our born-again spirit with our soul, which releases health to even our earth suit, our physical body. The Holy Spirit was showing me that one of the main reasons for the health and prosperity is because of this. When you renew your mind with the Word and align it with your spirit, man, it's releasing joy in your life. Are you following me? Listen to this. It's impossible. Uh, let me touch on this too. Okay. It's impossible to have joy in your life without laughter. It's impossible to have joy in the word laugh. I love this. I just, I'm just throwing this in here as a freebie. I just, so, I looked up the definition and I loved it. So if it brings up a few chuckles, let them come. Amen. Here we go. The word laugh is defined in Webster's dictionary as this to express amusement by explosive sounds. Come on usually accompanied by convulsive muscular movements, especially on the face. Do you know it takes more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile? Did you know that? It's easier to smile than to frown. That's science telling you that. I love the explosive sounds. I just, I don't know, something about that struck a chord in me. But don't tell me you have joy in your heart and you never crack a smile or you never laugh. God's not against laughter. One of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5 is joy. Say joy. joy. Christians, we need to be the most joyful bunch on the face of this earth. Amen? Now, I know what some are thinking in here. I know what some are thinking. You ready for this? Yeah, but Pastor James, even the unsaved world laughs, right? Well, let me remind you, it's, it's possible to laugh apart from having true joy. It's possible for people to laugh and mask their emotional pain. Are you following me, somebody? Oh, let me say that again. It's possible for people to laugh and still have emotional pain and still be suicidal. How are you doing, sister? How are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, and all week they've been having suicidal thoughts. Come on, somebody. We need to take that mask off and deal with our junk before our junk gets us. Amen? So it is possible to laugh and mask pain. Look at the unsaved Hollywood actors. Look at the unsaved comedians that laugh all the time, but they committed suicide. And the one person that came to me, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. 
This man was laughing all the time, cracking jokes all the time. And when he ended up committing suicide, people were just like, no, how how does that even happen? Every time I seen him, he was laughing. Every time I seen him, he was joyful. Friends, it's so easy to put a mask on. Are you following me? It's time for the body of Christ to start getting real. Start allowing healing to flow. But I'm talking about true biblical spiritual joy that manifests in laughter. Have you ever been in a service where holy laughter breaks out? They call it holy laughter. I don't just just there's such a joy. The spirit of God, the Holy Ghost falls on people in such a way that there's such a joy. And all of a sudden, just the whole place is starting to let Rodney Howard Brown is one of those ministers. Love his ministry. He, he prophesied over me in Jacksonville in 2007. So I'm expecting the joy of the Lord to hit everyone here soon. All right. Oh, hallelujah. But listen, go to Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17. He laid hands on me and he said a bunch of things, but he kept saying, now this is when I was pastoring in Big Rapids, Michigan. And he didn't know where I was pastoring. And he kept saying, mighty rapids, mighty rapids, revival, mighty rapids. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, it must be for big rapids. I'm starting to think it's for Caro, Michigan, Living Waters Chapel. Are you following me? Come on, somebody. Glory. Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17, 22. Look at this. This is a powerful passage here. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Now, we see a distinction between a broken spirit and a merry heart. Now, both things are dealing with the heart or the spirit of man. Amen? Right? Now, listen. Here's what the Holy Spirit is showing me. When a pipe is broken, the water or the fluid that it's carrying does not make it to its intended destination. Mm-mm-mm. This is rich, isn't it? Come on. When a person's heart or spirit is broken, broken emotionally, the living water doesn't make it to the soul, the mind, will, and emotions. And because of that broken pipe or lack of living water, that's affecting your soul. And because your soul is affected, because your soul's not prospering, it negatively affects the body like 3 John chapter 2 talks about. My goodness. Think about this. Our physical body needs water to live, doesn't it? Without water, it can't even live. Are you following me? It needs water to live and water to be healthy. In the same way, our spirit, our soul, needs the living water of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit to be healthy and to function properly. A merry heart does good. In other words, it's profitable even for your health. Even science talks about this. Even science says that positive emotions can have a positive effect on your health and negative emotions can have a negative effect on your health. That's science even taught. You know, science is finally catching up to the Word of God. Amen? The Word of God said that a long time before science or medical science said it. Amen? Joy is a secret weapon to us as Christians, and we must learn to release it and walk in it every day. Jesus desires us not only to have it or to remain in it. He said he, he, said he wants it to remain and be full. 
not come and go. He said it needs to stay. Why? Because Jesus knew that we're going to be running into situations on this earth that is going to be so tempting for us to forfeit our joy. Mm. But if the devil can't steal your joy, come on, somebody. Our joy, here's what the, why the enemy wants to steal it. Our joy literally confuses, overwhelms, and overcomes the kingdom of darkness. The enemy has, doesn't know what to do with a joyful Christian. It, it frustrates him. Are you following me? That's why all fear has to go. Fear of death. Fear of whatever it is. It's got to go. Because when you get rid of that fear and you're walking in joy, man, you are tormenting the kingdom of darkness. You are advancing the kingdom of God like never before. And a failure to renew the, your mind with the word of God, it holds back the real you from coming forth. The real you that God created. Many times in a counseling session or emotional healing and deliverance session, I'll be, t- I'll be sitting there with someone and all of a sudden I'll just say, so who is the real, and I'll say their name, who is the real you? Who are you? 99.9% of the time, I don't know. So many things have happened in my life that I've given into this depression. I've given into these. They say, I don't even know who I am anymore. Friend, listen, there's people going their whole life, 70, 80, 90, 100 years, not even knowing who God created them to be. Get some help. Come on. Amen. If you're here, if you're watching online, wherever you are, listen, we're available. Marianne and I, we minister in emotional healing and deliverance all the time. Get, make an appointment. Everything's confidential. Don't worry. I won't preach your thing from the pulpit. So many people are, you know what I'm saying? Oh, love, I go for a session. No, 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 no. I would never embarrass anybody. Are you following me? Get some help now. Find out who God created you to be. So you can see why Satan and evil spirits try to throw so many worldly distractions our way. They're trying to prevent the real you from coming out of its shell and prevent you from taking full advantage of the true joy and blessings of a born-again Christian through Christ. If you feel that you can't experience joy in your life, there is a stronghold, or what I like to call in deliverance and emotional healing, there's an emotional dam blocking it. There's an emotional dam that's blocking and hindering that joy. Something happened somewhere in your life along the way that you got hung up on. You tripped over this thing. And most of the time, it's something that a person put their, all their hope in. They, they poured themselves into, and that thing in their life ended. It was a, it was a failed expectation. You following me? A grief, a loss of a relationship, blaming themselves for something that happened. And, and this emotional baggage is hindering the living waters from freely flowing through them as a Christian. You see, it's impossible to experience joy when we allow negative emotions to creep in and we meditate on those things. That's the key right there. Guess what? You know, we're human. We're going to face things that are a disappointment to us. Okay, don't think that I'm trying to say that we're never going to have hardships or a negative emotion. I'm not saying. But what I'm saying is don't camp out there. You've got to move forward. You live once. You live once on this earth. And you've got to make it count. Come on, somebody. 
So you need to make an on-purpose effort to shift your thought life in a positive direction and position yourself to be pulled out of a pit. Now, when I was writing this, the Holy Spirit gave me this picture in my spirit. If your car got stuck in the mud, in a huge pit of mud, you need to connect it to something greater than you, something more powerful than your vehicle to pull you out of that mud pit. Hello? You need to connect that rope to your vehicle or that vehicle isn't going anywhere. It's stuck right there. You need a boost to get out of that pit. Amen? There's one thing that can remove the emotional dam. You, you, your will has to be in it, but there's one thing. Go with me to Psalm chapter 16 here. You getting anything out of this today? Joy is a secret weapon. I'm showing you how to get it back. Come on. Psalm 16, 11. Man, this is a powerful passage. I love it. <clears throat> and it says this. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Who sits at the right hand of God? The Father. Jesus, right? But notice, in your presence is fullness of joy. The one thing that will remove that emotional dam is the presence or the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's the, the Word of God says that only the anointing, the presence of God in your life can destroy that yoke of bondage. Now, the first thing you need to understand about true joy is that it comes from this, spending time in the presence of God. You have got to spend time in the... So what happens when we run into a hurtful situation? What's human nature want to do? Human nature just wants to keep busy. You don't want to think about... You want to keep busy. And God says, slow down. Get in that prayer closet, open my word, and start reading it. Start talking to me. Slow down. You're, you're, you're trying to run away from this thing, and God says he wants to help pull you out of this pit. As born-again Christians, as humans, listen to this, as humans, as God's creation, our heart longs to be in the presence of our Creator. Do you know that? Even the unsaved are, are craving the presence of God, and they don't even know it. The unsaved, right now, that person who's sitting in a trailer doing drugs right now, they are looking for the presence of God. But they're trying to, the enemy brought a distraction, and they're trying to find it in a needle. They're trying to find it in marijuana. They're trying to find it in alcohol. They're trying to find it in sex. You name it. Any, the enemy says this, anything else. Try to, anything else other than Jesus. Anything else than going to that crazy church, Living Waters Chapel. Anywhere else than in that prayer closet. Sure, they got a Bible there, right? Collecting dust. No, 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 you don't need to do that. Just take another hit. Just take another hit. It'll make things all better. But then it compounds. It never gets better. Are you hearing this today? People are always trying to fill a void with worldly things, and it will never work. Get people. I'm telling you, you start inviting people to come to these services. To get in an atmosphere of the presence of God. I guarantee you they will leave different 
getting in the presence of God, hearing the word of God. Amen? Start getting out there and inviting people. Not just for numbers. I want to see people changed. I want to see people changed. Amen? And listen, we are going to raise up an evangelistic army in this area like never before. I'm going to talk about that at the end of service with what we're doing. But every, every human on this earth is craving to be in the presence of God. Experiencing an atmosphere of the presence of God, it peels away the fleshly junk that, that tries to shift your focus away from a spiritual mindset. When you are reading, listen to this now, when you are reading the Word of God, when you're praying, when you're gathered together with other believers, you are positioning yourself to experience the presence of God and be changed. Now listen to this. You ready for this? Yeah, but how do I tap into the anointing? The anointing. Guess what? The Word of God is always anointed. Do you understand? The Word of God is anointed. Say that with me. The Word of God is anointed. So if you want more anointing in your life, you need more word in your spirit. The word is always anointed. And it's the word, it's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. Now you can see why the the, the Bible is one of the most controversial books in our society. 52 countries, I believe it was, around the world even banned, made it illegal to read the Bible. This is crazy. Is this just not evidence of how the enemy's trying to keep this book out of humans' hands? So, it peels away. The anointing peels that junk away so you can find the real you. And because of that shift in your mindset and his presence combined, you will begin to experience joy again. Let's look at another passage, Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61. And let's look at verses 1 through 3 here. I'm talking about the secret weapon of joy. Have you lost it? Well, let's get it back. Let's get you back. Let's get you off of the sidelines and let's get you back into this battle. We need you. We need everyone. All hands on deck. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Isaiah 61. 1 through 3 says this. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This is prophesying what Jesus was going to say. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the, oh, here it is, underline it, Mm-mm-mm. the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now, the gospel, the word gospel, you know this, most of you, it means good news. The, the, the word gospel literally means good news. The good news should bring joy to every Christian. Listen to this. Everywhere Jesus Christ went in his earthly ministry, he was dropping joy bombs upon and within people everywhere he went. Say joy bombs. Acts 10.38 says that Jesus went about doing good 
and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So part of that healing that Jesus released was emotional healing of joy. It's good news. I find it very interesting. This is what I wanted to pull out of this passage. You ready? I find it very interesting that the Word of God refers to joy as the oil of joy. Say oil of joy. Oil is very, very slippery. Oil is a very slippery substance. It is impossible. Here's what the Holy Ghost showed me. It is impossible for the enemy to get a grip on your life when the joy of the Lord is manifested in and through your life. He can't get a grip. I'm telling you, joy, the joy of the Lord is a secret weapon. See, the oil of joy has protective advantages as well as healing for your soul and body. Oil in a car lubricates parts in the engine, does it not? I'm no mechanic, but I know that. Oil in a car lubricates parts to prevent overheating, to prevent damage, amen? The oil of joy, listen, the Holy Spirit said this, the oil of joy will prevent burnout in your life and ministry. The joy of the Lord is a secret weapon with so many benefits for the Christian. Now, here's a point that maybe you never thought of. You ready for this? The possessing and manifesting the joy of the Lord in your life is a secret weapon because, oh, you're going to like this. It will drive the negative people out of your life and attract Christians that are like-minded. Mm. And because it will drive out the negativity out of your life, it will make you stronger because of it. You ever hung around someone that's just negative all the time? Ugh. I'd rather hang out with an unbeliever than a, than a joyless Christian. Are you following me, somebody? So You'll find more joy in a bar sometimes than with some Christians. Are you hearing me? Don't go to that bar. That was only an analogy. Better not find you in there. We're going to go in. We're going to do some evangelism in bars. And if I find you in there, you're getting a spanking. All right, here we go. <laughs> but the enemy, listen to this. The enemy loves to try to bring negative people and bad influences into your life to bring you down. You have to protect the anointing on your life. But darkness hates the light, and light dispels all darkness. Amen? When you allow the joy of the Lord to operate through you and let your light to shine, it causes all the darkness and those with wrong motives in your life to say, hey, I'm out of here. Man, it's so important. Now, it is impossible to separate joy from the kingdom of God. Did you know that? Look at Romans, Romans chapter 14. Man, I'm giving you a ride through the word today, huh? Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. See, I, see, I'll always know that I have an anointing message when I put so much of the word. Because I know the word of God's anointed, right? I might not always be, but the word is. Amen. There's a little ministry secret for y'all in ministry, all right? Put the word in it, much of it. All right, here we go. Romans 14, 17. Hallelujah. And it says the, these words, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace, and there it is. 
joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Anyone that tells you that joy and laughter is not of God, they have no idea what they're talking about. Anyone, I'm telling you right now, you tell them, say, you don't know what the Word says. If they tell you, God doesn't want you to be joyful. Yeah, no, you tell them, you're not even reading the Word, right? That's dead religion. The Holy Spirit not only promotes righteousness, peace, but He promotes joy as well on this earth. I like that. I like joy. I've tried both. I tried being miserable, and I tried joy. I like joy. Amen. And people seem to like to be around that. Amen. To have friends that says you've got to show yourself friendly. Come on, somebody. And, and here's another thing the Holy Spirit showed me. Heaven is a snapshot of what God desires on earth, right? Jesus said, said, on earth as it is in heaven. How many of you know heaven is full of joy in the presence of God right now? Heaven is full of joy. It's impossible to talk about heaven without joy. And Jesus said, on earth as it is in heaven. And part of that as it is, is the joy. God wants joy in his people. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says that the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And the Holy Spirit showed me part of that power includes the joy of the Lord. Where the enemy meant to destroy you, God's power and joy comes in to heal and restore you. Look at, look at Psalm 51 here real quick. I'm getting ready to close. Psalm 51. Come on. Just hang out with me here for a minute longer. All right. You guys are doing good. You're hanging in there real well. Hallelujah. Psalm 51, 12. Hallelujah. Psalm 51, 12 says this. I love this. Oh, yeah, I love it. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. This verse reveals two important things to us. Number one, salvation and joy are twins. It's impossible to separate salvation through Jesus Christ and joy. Oh, my. Joy is included in our salvation. And secondly, the Holy Spirit is generous. Say generous. If you need joy today, ask the Lord to reveal and remove every hindrance to you living in your full salvation experience that Jesus died and rose again to give you. Amen? Our Heavenly Father, He is generous. He's a liberal giver. He said, if you lack wisdom, ask, and it will, I'll give it to you. Jesus said, ask. Listen, Jesus said, ask that your joy may be full. I love that. I, what a great Heavenly Father we serve. What a great Savior. He wants you to be joyful. He wants you to enjoy life. Remember, everything in the kingdom of God operates by faith. Allow your faith to look past. Look beyond the trials and circumstances that were designed by the enemy to steal your joy. Don't give in. Don't give in. Don't give in. Begin to praise God in the storm. Turn your joy loose and watch God turn your circumstances around. My final point, and I'm done. I'm done. This is it. You ready for this? Joy is a secret weapon. The amount of joy that we possess in our life as a Christian will determine the effectiveness of our evangelism toward unbelievers. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is what motivates us to share Christ with others. 
what you found, what you're so joyful about, you want to share with the world, don't you? Where did that joy go? Where did that joy go when you first made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life? Get it back. The Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit uses our joy with the other fruits of the Spirit as a tool, as bait to draw others to Jesus. It's interesting that the Word of God says that we are fishers of men. Any fishermen in here? Have you ever gone fishing with no bait? We need bait to be fishers of men to draw them into Christ. People start to see what Jesus really offers. When they see a joyful Christian, they see a person. I love this. They see a person where that God-shaped hole on the inside of them that only Jesus Christ could fill. And they say, I want what you have. See, if you're acting like the world, the world's already got that stuff. That's not going to bring people in. That's why I never got the seeker-sensitive church. Why are they trying to... Be like the world. The world's already got that. No, 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 no. We need to be and show and let our light shine for Jesus Christ. That's what's going to bring others to Jesus. Amen. We ought to be lighting fires of re- fires of joy and revival everywhere we go with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are possessors of, carriers of, ambassadors of, preachers of good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. My. Even, even when someone gets born again, it says even the angels rejoice. All the angels of God begin to rejoice. We need the joy of the Lord. Church, don't ever underestimate the power and secret weapon of joy in your life as a Christian. Don't ever forget the joy of the Lord is your strength. We need to do whatever it takes to get it and do whatever it takes to maintain it in our life. Amen? Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. Father, I pray right now. I pray your joy would flood every heart of every person in this building right now. Any person stepping foot on this property right now. I pray the joy of the Lord would overtake them, Lord. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You're on the outside and you're looking in because you're saying, wow, that sounds amazing. I need that. I have this God-shaped hole. And now I realize that only Jesus Christ can fill that void. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm telling you right now, today is the day of salvation. Do not wait. You don't know when you're going to take your last breath. I want you to just meet me after service right in this corner, and I want to pray with you to get born again, get saved, and you can be a partaker of all the wonderful blessings of the kingdom of God. Now, maybe there's someone in here... You know, you made Jesus Lord of your life a long time ago, or you thought you did, or, or you know, you went to church. Oh, here's a good one. I went to church all my life. That doesn't matter. Just like I could go stand in my car, it doesn't make me a, or I can stand in a garage, it doesn't make me a car. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. Amen? If you want to rededicate your life, or if you don't even know if you died today, you'd go to heaven. I want you to meet me over here. It's too big of a gamble to take. Let's, let's settle it today. Make Jesus Lord of your life. Maybe you never received the Holy Spirit baptism. See, the Holy Spirit baptism is not a living waters chapel belief. It's not a thing. It's a Word of God thing. It's, it's in the Word. It's there. And Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Right? When you get saved, He comes in you. But there's an upon, and that's the Holy Spirit baptism. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism to be a powerful witness 
for the Lord Jesus Christ. Meet me in that corner right over there. Now, maybe you're in this place. You need a physical healing, emotional healing. Maybe you want to set up a time to meet with Mary Ann and I. I want you to meet me over here. Let's just let's talk about it, and we'll, we'll set up a time to meet with you. Let's let all of these things begin to crumble off of your life. So, Father, I thank you for what you're doing right now. Lord, I pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation would fall upon every person, upon every heart. Lord God, that even throughout the week, the word that was spoken right now, Lord, I pray that you would expand that word on the inside of them. Show them how to apply it. Lord, bring them back to that place, Lord, that they would come back to the first love, their first love of Jesus. And Lord, restore the joy of your salvation in every person's life. Holy Spirit, minister to each one. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right, great. Now listen, before I let you go, I have to tell you, um, I, we finally released the 12 ministry teams, volunteer ministry teams. So how better fitting was it? We put a table in the war room. If you want to sign up for one of the volunteer ministry teams, there's, a, there's papers in there that describes... Um, what each one is and what you're getting into, and there's sign-up sheets right in the war room. So we're trying. Well, listen, we're looking for warriors. We're trying to draft people. We're going to raise up an army. There's 12 different areas. Guarantee you, every person you'll find something you'll want to get a part, be a part of. This is like a ground level of the new beginning here at Living Waters Chapel. Now's the time to get in. I'm telling you, we're going to make headlines in these newspapers in here. We're going to take this area for Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Tuesday night prayer call. Wednesday night prayer. We'll see you then. Come on back. Visitors, we hope you enjoyed it. We love you all. Have a great week.